This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax, um, let's start with some bad news, but it's not terrible news. Jonathan Cooper, um, you know, it's hard to find out much about injuries these days over at Ohio State, and I get what Ryan Day is doing. I, do, I, I would do the exact same thing if I was a head coach. I would not want uh, too much injury news out there. I wouldn't want to talk to the media about it. But Jonathan Cooper... For those who don't know, had surgery on his ankle. Um, you know, and people were speculating, oh, does this mean he's going to miss the entire season? Sounds like he could miss as little as, as a few weeks. We don't know exactly what type of surgery it was, but um, as far as surgeries go, <laughs> you know, there's no really minor surgeries unless it's happening to somebody else. But as far as surgeries go, I think on the spectrum, this is relatively minor from what we're hearing. So hopefully Coop won't miss too much time. But uh, just your thoughts on this situation, Bax. Well, the time. Horrible. Uh, you feel really bad for the kid. He just gets named a captain, and then he's got to have surgery. Uh, I, I think really the truth of the matter is is that you know he's expected to start opposite Chase Young, so you can't argue that this isn't a loss. Uh, that said, we went through a lot worse last year when Nick Bosa was out for essentially the year in the TCU game, and uh, you got a lot of depth up front. And what is this going to mean? Is you're going to you're going to have to have JJB and, and Tyreek Smith continue to step up. You hope Tyreek Smith's fully recovered from his off-season injury that we heard was going around. Uh, you know, you, you just have to expect that this Buckeye D-line, which has a ton of depth, is going to be able to make up for it. You know, and then on the D-line, I'll be honest, I think that there's enough depth that the only player that you can't replace is Chase Young. I think every other player on the D-line as good as many of them are, you have enough depth that you're going to feel pretty comfortable finding people that can play the role. So, you know, you, it's one of these things you fight through it, and hopefully Cooper comes back uh, nice and refreshed at midseason and can be part of a Buckeye team that goes on a run. Yeah, you touched on something really important. I mean, they love Tyreek Smith over there, but, you know, he's recovering from his own offseason surgery and, and – um, you know, the first thing when I asked Larry Johnson last week, you know, what stands out about Tyreek Smith right now, you know, obviously he's a guy that played a lot as a true freshman, was in there the third play of the uh, season last year. Third play of the season, it was third down, first game of the year, they have Tyreek Smith out there. It's like, oh, wow, Larry Johnson likes him. And then he continued to play more and more. Um, but then last week when I asked Larry Johnson about Tyreek Smith, the first thing Larry Johnson says is, well, we got to get Tyreek completely healthy. So, and that's a week ago, maybe a little bit more than a week ago now. But, um, you know, and it sounds like he's going to be okay to start the season, but you know, probably on a snap count. 
Um, and but they do have good depth there. You touched on some of the guys. I mean, Tyler Friday is now going to have a big role. Um, he's going to play anyway. Uh, Javante Jean Baptiste, you mentioned him. Um, he's going to have a bigger role maybe than expected. You know, while Cooper's out. Uh, we know about Zach Harrison. Maybe he'll get a chance. I think one guy that gets lost in the shuffle, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself, backs when I'm putting together like depth charts and stuff like that, projections, is Alex Williams. We go out there. I mean, he, we all know he's a big kid that's local, Columbus kid, flipped from West Virginia, kind of at the last minute, redshirted last year. I mean, he's every bit of 6'6", 6'7", 270 pounds, and he moves well. So that's one guy that maybe is kind of lost in the shuffle, Alex, Alex Williams, that could uh, get kind of a chance here. Yeah, and that's the thing. Whenever you have a guy who redshirted and, you know, didn't come in as the five-star kind of kid, it's easy to get them lost in the shuffle. And sometimes those kids turn out to be Darren Lee. So, you know, I, I, you certainly can't rule them out. And at this point in the year, you know, Tyler Friday is another great name to mention. You're absolutely dead on with him. He's a kid who played a little bit last year, and we kind of been waiting to see him really take that next quantum leap. So, you know, if Tyreek Smith's not healthy and you're going to have Jonathan Cooper on the sideline, these younger guys are going to get their opportunity to really show what they can do early on in the season. All right, let's switch gears, you know, what people really want to talk about. Um, you know, everybody loves talking about the quarterback, and especially when there's a new one. Justin Fields, um, I've heard a lot of, you know, you've seen a lot of projections on Bucknuts, people predicting what his stats are going to be. Just curious what you think, from a statistical standpoint, uh, what his season is going to look like. Just if you had to predict his stats for the full season, you know, yards, touchdowns, rushing yards, just uh, – how do you think he's going to do this year, Bax? Well, I think he's all going to do pretty well. I'm going to fall back on what you and I have both been saying for months about him, which is that he reminds me of an early career Troy Smith. And by that I mean he's a guy who has a big arm, and as he's here, the longer he's here, the more comfortable he gets here, the better his arm's going to be in the passing game. But he has the ability to – sort of move out of the pocket on a broken play, and the next thing you know, he's 25 yards downfield. So I don't know if they're going to call a lot of quarterback runs this year. I think there's going to be very limited. It's not like he's going to be J.T. Barrett in terms of the play calling where you run the ball. You know, it's not going to be fields left, fields right, fields option left, fields option right. But I do think you're going to see him rack up a significant amount of yardage this year. Uh, I haven't even honestly considered statistical numbers for him this year, but his passing numbers are going to be lesser than Dwayne Haskins, obviously. Haskins had one of the greatest seasons in history at quarterback, and certainly the best in the history of the Big Ten. Uh, If I had to guess, I'm assuming Ohio State's going to play 14 or 15 games this year, and you're looking at Fields roughly walking away with 35 to 40 touchdown passes. He'll probably throw at least a dozen picks because guess what? That happens with a quarterback who's starting for the first time. He probably runs from anywhere from 700 to 800 yards, probably puts 5 to 10 in the end zone on the ground. He's going to have a really big season running behind a great O-line. He has so many weapons around him. I think he's going to have a really strong year. Uh, I think he's going to be one of those guys that isn't the top-tier Heisman kind of guys, but he's going to be considered in that next group. Um, I think it's really – I think Fields is going to have the second-best statistical season of any quarterback in Ohio State history. Uh, And that's not really that much of a projection, considering that the way the game has changed since a great – like, Troy Smith was here, right? When Troy was here his senior season and he won the Heisman, he threw 30 touchdown passes against six picks. He barely ran the ball because he didn't need to. And, you know, if if, if you had – 
Troy Smith and that kind of offense today, Troy would have had 50 touchdown passes. So it's just a different era. And I think Fields is going to have a very strong season statistically across the board. You know, you're looking at, my guess is probably close to 4,000 total yards. But there's going to be much more production from the tailbacks this year than there were last year. The C.J. Saunders story is so cool. You go from walk-on to scholarship, and he's been on scholarship for two years now. It's not like they just put him on this year. He's been on for two years. Uh, and now captain. Um, and, you know, people can make jokes, well, it's easier to be captain when there's seven captains instead of four. Well, true, that's math. But still, I mean, what a, an amazing accomplishment for C.J. Saunders. And, you know, I think he's going to play a decent amount. He's in that top six or seven guys. You know, we got a chance to talk to Brian Hartline after practice last night. And C.J. Saunders is going to be in the rotation. And, I, you know, I like this possession-type receivers. He's got good hands. Um, I, I won't say the best on the team. So, you know, K.J. Hill's still on the team. I think K.J. Hill probably has the best hands on the team. But C.J. Saunders is not too far behind. Um, what a cool story. And he's going to have, a, you know, a decent impact this year, I think, Bax. Yeah, it's really awesome when you see these guys who walk on and then get on scholarship. It's almost incomprehensible when you have these guys who walk on and then end up as a captain. Uh, That's just borderline unheard of. And, you know, C.J. Saunders is a kid who came here, worked his rear end off, and good things happen to those who work hard. That's a lesson to take out of this, I think, for everybody whether you're a 45-year-old guy following recruiting or whether you're a 15-year-old guy wanting to be recruited someday. Uh, it's all about effort. It's all about dedication. And and this goes back to guys like – I remember uh, writing an article years ago about Joe Berger when he committed to OSU over opportunities to go to smaller schools where you might have been on scholarship, right? And just that extra level of appreciation you have to have for guys who are making the kind of sacrifices that they're making to put themselves in this position. I'm sure it wasn't easy for C.J. Saunders to be a walk-on who couldn't go to training table and have all the other scholarship benefits, right? And for him, it probably got a lot easier as soon as he got on scholarship, and it allowed him to really grow the way we've seen him. So I hope he plays a lot this year. I I, I love the kid. I remember uh, whenever he caught his first touchdown was one of Haskins' first touchdowns against UNLV a couple years ago on just a sheer rope kind of bullet throw. And I remember thinking, well, if Saunders can catch that, he's going to end up being a pretty decent player. So hopefully this year he can be our Hunter Renfro and go out and be that kind of guy who can make clutch catches for OSU across the middle. It's just a great story, and you got to love it. And seven captains, four captains, guess what? They always seem to lean to more captains lately. It's, it's a far cry from when you had two or three guys who went out every week. And that's just the way it is now. So can't get grumpy about it. Time's changing. You know, it's a really cool thing for C.J. Saunders. And it's a really neat thing for all the other guys as well. Nobody's talking about the fact that Tough Borland's looking like he's eventually going to be a three-time captain after being selected again this year either. And last thing, um, speaking of captain, uh, Jordan Fuller, two-time captain, um, I love this secondary, and especially the top three guys. When you look at, I mean, they're all going to be NFL guys, and, you know, Jeffrey Okuda, you know, could be a top ten pick. But you look at Jeffrey Okuda, Sean Wade's going to play in the NFL, Jordan Fuller is going to play in the NFL. I, I love those three, and those are your top three defensive backs here in good shape. And then getting Damon Arnett back uh, as a fifth-year senior, he's going to have his best year. Um, and I know he has struggled at times. We've we've all watched him struggle, but I think he's actually going to have a good year as a fifth-year senior. And then they have, you know a bunch of younger guys. Josh Proctor's really coming on at safety. Um, they got some corners they like. You know, young guys like Seven Banks. You know, Cam Brown, guys that really don't get much pub at all. Um, 
you look at this, and, and they're led by Jeff Halfley, who could not be more impressive. We got a chance to talk to him last night. Um, I like the secondary a lot, Max, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, and I would agree with you. Uh, I, first of all, you touched on what I was going to say the moment you said the word secondary, which is Josh Proctor. Remember Alex Grinch last year? He thought he was going to end up being a star here at OSU. Uh, he, we haven't really had a lot of talk about the – other safety position next to Fuller because everybody was talking about Brendan White. But Brendan White with the bullet position isn't really playing true safety anymore. And that means a guy like like Proctor or a guy like Isaiah Fryer is all of a sudden going to get a lot more playing time than we ever would have anticipated this year. So I'm I'm excited to see Proctor because Proctor has that I don't I don't want to say it's a Malik Hooker kind of vibe because that's not fair to him. But he has that whole He's kind of an unknown, but people have said a few really like just, yeah, that kid's good kind of things. And it makes you kind of wonder what we're going to see when you get on the field. And I just, I'm excited to see Josh Proctor. Of all these guys in the secondary, I'm most excited to see Josh Proctor. Uh, But you're right. The depth is awesome. Uh, Obviously, Fuller's an NFL guy. Uh, Okuda and Wade are big-time kind of guys. There's a reason they were the one and two corners in the country a couple years ago. And... A lot of people are down on Damon Arnett, and I get it. I, I just rewatched a couple of last year's games. He could not keep his hands to himself. But the problem with Arnett wasn't that he wasn't able to be there. He wasn't that half-step low in coverage like we always got frustrated with Kendall Sheffield. Arnett was covering the guys. He just couldn't keep his hand off of the guy. If he can get some hand discipline, Damon Arnett could be a really good corner this year. It's just whether or not he chooses to try to you know, manhandle the guy while he's running immediately shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with him. So if Arnett can clean that up, then you may see him being a guy by the end of the year that talks about getting drafted. And that, that's the real question for him and his development is I don't think it's as much sheer athleticism, it's discipline. And with a guy like Jeff Halfley around, it's going to only help them get better. So I love the secondary. I agree. I think OSU this year is very quietly in position to have a really strong season. And at the end of the day, we're, we're – Barely more than a week away from kickoff, finally. And I couldn't be more excited, really, with where this team is right now. And I I think you could see them do something special. And, you know, it's one of the more unknown seasons we've had going into a season just because of the changes at the head coaching position and a lot of the new starters coming in. But a lot of these new starters, you have to feel extremely confident about what you're going to see. The O-line lost four guys. And I think this is the deepest O-line they're going to have had in over a decade. You know, you got you lose Dwayne Haskins. Well, guess what? you got Justin Fields. He's the highest-rated recruit ever to come to OSU in the modern era. You lose a lot of guys that, you know, you you're, you're been relying on in past years, but the talent level is just so extraordinary at OSU right now that you're replacing them with more high-end guys. It's an Alabama-level kind of replacement. Heck, even Ryan Day. You lose Urban Meyer, who's one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport, and you got to feel extremely good about a young, upcoming, dynamic coach in Ryan Day making his mark. So, you know, not to go completely off-tangent from yay to secondary, but I'm excited about this year. I really am. 
No, I uh, feel your excitement for sure. I mean, it's uh, and it's uh, and it's almost here, like you said too, which makes it even greater. I mean, this roster is talented. You look back at uh, where these guys were ranked in their various classes. You got a couple different classes that were ranked number two in the nation. You got another one that was ranked number three in the nation. Um, those are the guys that make up the meat of this roster. And then the guys that are true freshmen, they were ranked 14th in the nation, but their average star ranking was still very, very high, one of the top in the nation. The only, only reason it was ranked 14th. Uh, is because of the low numbers uh, in this uh, the uh, 2019 class. So I'm with you, man. It's a talented team. Season's almost here. I think they're going to do excellent, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's always fun having Matt Baxendale on the Bucknuts Morning 5. He is the people's champ. I appreciate it, Bax, and I appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in. hope everyone has a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.